Hello, pudding people, and welcome back to another fantastic episode with a fantastic review of a movie. And that's kind of how we started the last review that we did together. Well, I, I think that's absolutely true. You know, we've got Richard Geiger, expert in all things movie, at least, you know, to me. You know, Hello! <laughs> and of course, myself, Ken Seymour, expert of nothing, but I will still talk about it. Absolutely. So we've got ourselves a review of a movie new to the theaters. Um, Venom is the name, and not the one from... Gosh, when was that? About 10 years ago? Yeah. By the same name? Mm-hmm. Um, no, this one is a, co- a comic? No. no. A Marvel? No. It, a Spider-Man? No. Um, uh, just an obvious money grab? Yes. Yeah. Bingo. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so we will do our typical review process for this movie. We'll talk briefly about over like overlapping like hey should you go and watch this blah 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 but no spoilers we'll just go real quick and then after that we'll dig more into the details of the movie with some possible spoilers our scores our individual grades if you will that's right which will total an overall score for the movie it's a patented system i have entered it and by entered it, I mean I dreamt about it and felt that I did it, so it you know can't. It's good. It's yeah. got a R with a circle or a C with a circle around it. Yeah, and circle gets a square. I don't know. We were talking about Hollywood squares briefly, or at least I was, so now it's stuck in my head. Uh, but yeah, we, we'll go over each individual category. We've got cast, we've got director, we've got indirector. It's kind of like editing, too, but you know, yeah. director. Uh, costuming and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing, and then a little bonus section for any extra points that we will likely not be giving this movie. Um, maybe. 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 You might have some Some sneaky points. stuff thrown yeah. in there, maybe. There's some sneaky stuff. Yeah, maybe half a point. Yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, the previous... The, the, okay. The previous review that we did was for The Predator. Absolutely. Right, so you have some, you have some idea going into that movie what you think that movie will or won't be. This movie, you have some idea going into this movie. I hopefully, hopefully thinking what it should not be, mm-hmm. but having an idea on what it should be. So I'm gonna. I think I find it easy to compare the last one and this one together because they're they have a similar. V- vein to them to an extent kind of of. well there's a big difference though the predator was trying to build on an existing world and expand on it for modern day uh, audiences whereas this was trying to deviate greatly from the source material in in an an attempt to, to create something if not new, something that they could wholly say was theirs and and or at least original in, in some respect, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if you look at our previous reviews for that The Predator movie, we weren't that great. No. It's not like we didn't. It's not like we hated the movie. No, no. It was it was fairly fun. And, and I kind of feel like this kind of falls along the same path in a sense. Like, we don't. I, I don't hate this movie. If it wasn't for the fact that it's, air quotes that you can't see, a comic book movie, and we weren't reviewing it, 
I personally would, I even watching in the previous one, I was like, nah, I'm not going to spend my money on this. I probably wouldn't buy it. No, no I wouldn't buy it. Um, I probably wouldn't even spend money to watch it on Redbox. But if it popped up on a movie channel or a streaming service and it was there, yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's a that's a pre- pretty similar vein in mine. If I wasn't already going to re- review this movie, I certainly would not have gone to see it in the theater, even though I'm a comic book fan because I, I knew what I was getting into. Uh, and I definitely, unless, unless my obsessive-compulsive nature uh, catches up with me in my attempt to get a copy of every comic book-related movie ever and have it on Blu-ray, I will likely not be purchasing this myself. But again, yeah, if it's on if it's Netflix or Hulu and I have absolutely nothing better to do, that would be where I would put it. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go, non-spoiler entry level. Now... Yeah. Let's dig a little deeper before we go into the categories on this. I think we have to have a mindset going into this movie, and it's hard to have the mindset, is that this is not a Marvel MCU. comics. It's not an MCU. No. It's novel. It's, it's, it's not even really. It is, a, it is a movie with a character, and the character's not even like the, the characters they put together, the yes, and, and they had it loosely based off the character from the Marvel comics from the Spider Man universe. Yeah. And that's as far as you can go. Like when you get in, I think the reason that I liked this movie probably more than what you liked it is because I just, I, I knew going into this, I had the really the bargain basement expectations for this movie. I thought very low of it going into it. Mm. And then I also just tried to, as, as hard as I can, set aside the fact that this is, this is not, this is a standalone movie, not in a Marvel universe whatsoever. Whether it's a Sony-created Marvel universe, whether it's a Marvel Marvel universe, that it is just, like, you could have never have watched or known anything about Spider-Man ever and this is just a standalone kind of like a sci-fi action movie. That's it. I tried to step back from that, but I don't know if I was completely successful in divorcing my my mindset and and watching the movie for a primary reason. I have been burned down going down this road before, a la Catwoman. Uh, with Halle Berry a number of years ago when they want to use the name of the hero or the anti-hero but nothing else. I find that to be a little insulting. Um, uh, You can have the most noble goal in the world. We want to create our own story with this. Fine. Create your own story. Don't use the name. Because this is, it may look like it. It may even smell like it. But uh, you all, you don't uh, chew on uh, strawberry-scented candles because it's not strawberry. It's a completely different <laughs> source material. If you had how they created and assembled and presented this character, but put them into a Spider-Man movie and had the Spider-Man path, so just from the simple character creation I didn't think 
that part was bad because like the Venom character was he's big and he's lumbering and he's strong and he you know what I'm saying like I'm just talking about the like when you looked at the one from Spider-Man 3 right which everybody knows is not a good movie and the presentation of that character that creature in that movie was not not, done great not good not done great at all if that character had been done like this character the creature was presented from his that would have been better right so we'll we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that that that's my only thought process in trying to blend it like okay if this was the character if they actually put this in the proper thing and did it in the storyline that it should have been in okay uh, hey i probably would have reacted better yeah yep well, let's start. Let's start with the easy stuff. We always start with the cast because you know that's the part that I relate to first. Some of the people that I've seen in all these other movies. So we've got the we've got the uh, the lead uh, by uh, being Tom Hardy playing the part of Eddie Brock or Venom. Um, what did you think about that casting? So I like Tom Hardy the actor. I don't like some of the things that he's. In, in a certain sense, and I don't like how he presents himself in certain things that he's in. Um, it, Not that he didn't fit per se in this movie. I just kind of thought some of his stuff was overacted in the movie. Yeah. I, I, I He, as an actor, an actor person in this movie, was probably the worst of the ensemble. That's pretty fair. Um which you don't want from your main, you don't want from your main character. Um, side note: I do believe he's the one that also voiced Venom. Yes. yes. So uh, that part, well, the worst, well, you know, do, okay. worst doesn't even necessarily mean bad. Correct. Yes. So um, good. Good point. I want to yeah emphasize that. Yeah, and and I, and I agree in a lot of senses. I definitely I would I would say in terms of casting and uh, just comparing Topher Grace to. <laughs> Tom Hardy, it is a much better choice for Eddie Brock. I'm not saying it is the right choice necessarily. The right choice for this movie, yeah, okay, I can see that. I can definitely see that. But if you were actually casting him as Eddie Brock as he should have been in the comics, no, no, not no. the right person. Um, but you know, I, I, there is something undeniable that. He he does have the ability to 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 draw you in just a little bit, which is one of the reasons I think he's done so well in the past, and even in here, even even though I didn't really want to to root at all for this version, there are a couple instances I go, okay, yeah, that's that's nice little nice little way that you decided to take that line or or that interaction with one of the other actors or actresses and you know there were just a couple points like okay he did pretty good there but i don't think it still was quite quite right yeah now if you if you so it's it's set in san francisco yeah right? we're, that's another discussion you can't piece. miss it because up in the middle of the thing san francisco did you see that roll by the screen at the very beginning of the no, movie? yeah like it's <laughs> Plastered with, <laughs> yeah, it's <coughs> anyway. Okay, so we knew exactly but, where we were. <laughs> but his accent was more of like an East Coast accent, which it should have been. Yes, and it, and they they mentioned that he worked on 
in the ESE. See, yeah, yeah, there. So they tried to blank, like, cover themselves in a sense. Not like, to it. Yeah, like, uh, he was from the East Coast. He had a job at the the Globe or, yeah. Not so, the Bugle. The Globe. The Globe. And it didn't work out well, so he moved out to San Francisco. Yeah. Way to cheat. You know, uh, that's. But that's where that's where the accent piece came from, in the whole movie. Though truthfully, in the comics, he was not always at the Bugle. He did leave for a different paper for a time, and it might have been the Globe. My my memory's a little shaky on that one, but still, that's just. We'll get to it in plot. Yeah. <laughs> as far as Tom Hardy did, I mean, he did all right, um, and they put him opposite of Michelle. Uh, Williams, who played Anne. Um, I thought she did pretty well. She, yeah. uh, for the screen time that she was given, for uh, the purpose of her character, which was, I don't know if it was intended to be minimal, but it felt pretty minimal. Um, just kind of as a prod to go in the right direction yeah. as, a, as a plot vehicle later in the in mm-hmm. the film, I mean, she did good. Um, she was fun. Yeah, and I loved the little bit in the beginning with them together and the smacking them in the face with a pillow. That was kind of just kind of a little fun interaction that, that worked well. Um, the rest of it was okay. Was she wearing a wig during that entire movie? It sure felt like it. Yeah. I got distracted by that. Yeah. That's silly, but anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, but what did you think? You think she did pretty... pretty she was fine. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, she was... Honestly, of all the people, well, between her and Riz, well, those were probably the two best. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, if somebody stole the film, it was Riz. Yeah. Uh, and I really wanted him to steal the film and take it anywhere else. But, you know, for, for what we had... I, I wasn't completely familiar with him. I didn't know what he had been in before before looking at this. But apparently, well, I still have been Nightcrawler is one of the big movies that he's been in, and that's been in my queue to watch for quite some time. I yeah, never I've, quite get to it. And I, I've definitely seen Rogue One, but I couldn't tell you what his character was in. And he Rogue was in One. Jason Bourne and and a handful of other things. And so I mean. He's had some. He's had some good stuff. Uh, so I, I guess he, you know, had some chops, and that's probably why why they wanted to bring him into this character that's supposed to have some. I don't know some layers to him, some some nuance. Yeah, which good is, guy, bad guy, two fa- two face, like yeah, kind of a kind of funny for this movie to try and do nuance on any character, but. Okay, sure. Yeah. Bring up the moral question and the conversation and then completely ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, I thought he did really great. Good look. He he did he did quite well. Yeah, I liked him. Um who who was kind of your favorite hidden gem person in the film? Well, um I a hidden gem well, we discussed that a little bit, but I didn't really get one of those out of there. So, like Jenny Slate, okay, we we I'd mentioned before um, a movie that we watched on Showtime, um, and she was in that movie as a girlfriend, fiance that ever get married of one of the main characters in there. So that's 
that's where I've seen her from initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, then once you see her, you're just like, oh my gosh, she's in so many things. She's in all like that's yes, she she's in a lot of things. And not that she was like the hidden gem and she did fine in the movie, but I was just like, oh, I recognize her. Well, there's SNL for me is where I knew her from. Mm. And uh, House of Lies. That's yeah. And she's obviously, like you said, been in a ton of stuff. And more often than not, she's the funny, funny movie, funny TV show kind of a person. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a mild departure from what is the norm, I think, from her performances, which is fine. It's good. You got to have some some depth and change it up some. And I, like you said, I think she did fine. Her character... The crisis of conscience. Yeah, the character with the conscience. I, I, it's it's a good hook for the for the movie, but it felt empty just a little bit. And I don't know if that was a performance issue. I don't know if that was a writing issue. I'm going to pin it on writing. I'm going to be pinning a lot of stuff on writing in this movie. Yeah, but uh, it just it felt a little didn't feel quite right. It was a little off in a couple spots. Uh, of course, we talked. More of a, a plot driver. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We talked about Woody Harrelson, of course, at the very end of the film. Um, I yeah. am a huge fan of Woody Harrelson. He is one of my one of my favorite actors to see in most things. Yeah, that wig was awful. The wig was terrible. Um, beyond that, the wig was terrible. The conversation between them was god awful did it seem kind of cringy to you it was not great no it was it was not fluid it felt like they were recorded in two different places at two different times and they were told two different things okay this is the ambiance of the room but for you (laughs) the ambiance is this uh, it, it just didn't match and it felt so out of place and just wrong I, I, I want to see the, this. The problem with this movie and our reviewing it is that we just reviewed The Predator, and I find a lot of things similar. <laughs> right? It, it was mostly fine till the last scene. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. The movie. The movie progressed, and it was like, yeah, this isn't so bad. And then there's like something just happened, and then it just was like, like where did this movie go? And <laughs> did then they give up. And then and then the post. Credits scene is just bad. Yeah, just bad. You know, come on. I don't know. Uh, I just yeah. I I think well. I startled the people in the theater next to me because I kept laughing in places that weren't meant to be funny <laughs> over and over through. So yeah. I, I think I felt these glares from side side to side because I'm surrounded by. 13 to 17 year old kids that wouldn't know a good movie if it, you know, was brought to them on a, on a silver platter. And, and they, they haven't had the experience to realize that what they're watching is not great. I just, I just heard a lot of popcorn crunching around me. So, but okay. So yeah, that Jenny Slate was exactly who I was kind of hinting at, but that and Woody Harrelson, even if I didn't like the scene he was in, and I really do not like his casting as that part, because Woody, Woody can do funny extremely well. He can do dry. He can do serious. He can do mildly menacing. He cannot do psychotic. Yeah. That's I've what, never seen him do it right. 
Yeah, I, I just don't envision him as being like the like, <laughs> you know, like the like. I envision that character being like the high pitched squeaky laugh character, and I just don't see him. I can see like you're right. I can see him being the bad guy. Yeah, absolutely. But not that bad guy. No. I can see him being not mentally right, but not not in the way that character needs to be. Yes. Because he's supposed to scare you. Kind of kind of at least in, this has always been my take on that character. Carnage is kind of like Freddy Krueger, but when he makes jokes, he's not trying to make you laugh at all. And it falls like fingernails on a chalkboard when it happens. That, when done right, that's the way that I've always envisioned that character. Now, he's been spun to the cheesy Freddy Krueger level on occasion in the comics, too. But not usually. And he's he's supposed to be just utterly frightening. Because he is a psycho nut job that likes to kill people before he gets the symbiote. Yeah. And then gets driven worse. That's where it's supposed to be. He's he's the character. He's the he's the symbiote that made his hands into knives and axes and cutting utensils. Yeah, like that's the one. Yeah. So where are they going to go in the next? You know. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. All right. So cast all in all. I thought that the grouping was pretty decent. I mean, all I was expecting it to be kind of less than ideal and in some ways it definitely was but it wasn't awful no i mean i i give it probably a 12 out of 20 that it, it's it it wasn't bad it wasn't terrible but it didn't uh, make me go wow yeah. at any point either. um gosh if i gave if i gave the predator 19 out of 20 which i'm pretty sure i did this one that was the strong suit in that movie that was not the strong suit in this no, movie no it was um, not I want to do mm, mm, 12, 12 seems a bit low to me on this one, but I will do, I'll do a 15. Do a 15? Yeah. I figured one, one real uh, screen time major name and then a couple of kind of, eh, that's, that's a 12 to me. So, okay. So. Didn't have the budget like Fox did. No, I guess not. So moving on to director, uh, Ruben Fleischer, Fleischer, Fleischer. I think Fleischer. Fleischer. We'll go with Fleischer. We'll go with Fleischer. I, you know, I think this is going to be our sub, our sub uh, genre. Going, how many names can we just completely mispronounce? And by we, I mean me. But you know, just, just terrible. So we're almost done with the names. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so we'll just call him. Uh, uh, director guy, yeah. So director guy, I like this guy. Uh, he's got he's got a decent number of credits. He's got about thirty films that he's directed, uh, films, TV shows, things like that. TV shows, yeah. I think the one movie that people would recognize, of course, would be Zombieland. Yeah, absolutely. Is he doing the second one? He is. He is. So I love Zombieland and another film with Woody Harrelson where he's brilliant, um, and. Uh, kind of uh, one of the very few instances where I've run into uh, a semi-celebrity in, in real life, and I won't get into the specifics of it, but ran into uh, an actor that he kind of regularly casts um, 
in uh, in movies and was in Zombieland, but was also in um, what was the what was the name of that other movie that he was in? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, Bill Murray. That was it. He was. Uh, you were at a Cubs game. You're drinking some some beers. Yeah, I'm just I'm having one of those days. It's uh, oh, thirty minutes or less. Um, that uh, uh, Eisenberg. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. So, oh, what I couldn't remember was the name of the movie. I remember Jesse's name, but I could not remember the name of the movie for my to save my life. Yeah, that's the other, other one that he had uh, directed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so Eisenberg was in both of those films. And, you know, put Eisenberg in as much stuff as possible, uh, I, I, I always say. I like him. He's quirky. I wish he was in this movie. but He would have been a better Cletus. Oh, he would have been a fantastic Cletus. Uh, and I thought he was in... I, I didn't like him as Lex. No. But he would have been a great Cletus. No, he would have been a great Cletus. Um, but, uh, so, he's made some good stuff. What do you think about his choices in this movie? I think the choices only get you so far as what certain people want you to go. Yeah. Right? So you, you get a budget. You're kind of strung in by, like, you probably want to make this movie an R-rated movie. Because if you're going to bite heads off, yeah. let's, do it, let's do it for reals. You know, If you're going to stab people, let's do it for reals. And then you're making this, you have the idea, like, you're going to do this as an R-rated movie. And then it's like, guess what? It's going to be PG-13. <laughs> and then let's change the ending of this movie. And you, know, you can only do so much with what you're given in certain scenarios. And I think in this one, he had the play from the directing standpoint, but just had limitations given to him that he probably just couldn't overcome. Yeah, that was the impression that I got too. I mean, I having seen his other work and how well he generally does, I can't I just can't believe. I mean, everybody has a, a down a down project or a down day. I but I don't I don't think that's what this was. I just don't think he had the latitude to make it anything. They threw a pile of money at him and they said we're going to determine what you can and can't do and most of it's all in CGI anyway so meh just deal with it so it got it had that feel to me that could be completely off base and just wrong but that's that's how it came across so it just it just felt and that's kind of one of the the criticism i had of it because it didn't feel like it had a soul it didn't feel like it had um, a, 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 well, a direction that it was moving in. It's just like, this is what we want. It's important that we show him doing X, Y, and Z in this type of action scene. This is going to be the big culmination. The rest of it is just, meh. We'll throw in some other stuff to sort of glue it together. It, it's and, then, just, and then, like I said before, like this took, like a, in watching, I could, I could feel myself seeing, like, what happened? Like, it just took a weird turn like yeah. you can you can feel it when you're watching this movie you're just like the pacing on it, it's like okay i get what's going on and we're building some characters a little bit yeah. and things are starting to change and oh my gosh he's blah blah and then it just gets it just changes i don't know it's hard to describe and i it's like you had this first half first two-thirds of the movie and then they're like uh we're gonna take a little bit of money away from. We're gonna change this, and then you got to get it done. Go. Like I just felt like I don't know. It just got weird towards yeah. the end. 
I can't like I, said, I can't take too many points from this particular category because I like the director and it just doesn't feel like it was his fault on this one. And I'm not going to dig too much deeper into this particular section because I don't really think there's anything that I can definitively mine out of it because uh, I'm not going to be able to point to a single scene where I say, well, that was a stupid cut or, or uh, I don't understand why they decided to have this particular framing device. No, uh, I, I'm just going to flat out 15 out of 20. I'm going to let him rest on his laurels from previous movies and say that that's good enough to be a, a pretty decent rating for this one. Mm, I'll go with 14. 14. All right. But now is when, when I can get into nitpicking a little bit. This is where we come into costuming and props. Did you notice anything about the costuming and props in this particular movie? Hmm. Besides the wig? Besides the wig. The, the horrendous wig. Um, wig. Wigus. Wigs. <laughs> um... Trying to think here, um, like the security officer, like those people. Yeah, those were a little <laughs> low key, right? Standard issue. When he is thrown out of the tower during the interview, the one security guard looks like they couldn't decide whether he's wearing security attire or maybe going to be on a football team. With the way that the there was like plating in his in his uniform that just puffed out in strange flat shapes that that didn't seem to make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Yeah, I I don't know that I can say that I necessarily noticed that. I just noticed overall that it's just like when you watch a John Carpenter movie mm-hmm. and they have basically a black helmet that has a really oversized visor. And everybody's just wearing like a black jumpsuit, and that is their like police yeah. uniform, yeah. right? Um, it wasn't to that extent in here, no. but it's not like they dressed people up either. Well, right? this, this person's a scientist because they have a white coat, mm-hmm. and that's it. Well, Predator, they made you take your clothes off and put on a white eh. coat thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. We had some standard police kind of riot gear. That part was fine. I mean, that when the when the SWAT team uh, scene in the lobby, yeah, which was a, oh, there there was a weird editing bit where he's coming back down. There's no preamble or uh, or uh, lead up to expect you know a whole team in the in the main. Uh, I had to be surprised. Are you sure? Yeah, because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but. It was all very simple. That, that was the that was the the running theme that I saw. All yeah. of the outfits were very plain, very uh, not run down. That's not the right word, uh, but not nothing. Just kind of caught your eye and goes, "Wow, look at the detail on that!" Or you know, that's definitely one hundred percent accurate, <laughs> or anything of that nature. And the props that they had, the biggest prop really was I have a phone. Um, okay. He, he pulled out his phone like 10 times and he had a phone. Okay. That's great. And there were some tater tots and a bitten off eel head and some lobsters. Eh. Burnt tater tots sometimes. Burnt tater tots sometimes. It was a little uninspiring. There's some trash chicken, chicken, trash chicken. Yeah. Trash chicken. Yeah. Yeah. You had a guitarist. 
in the room across the hall, wailing. That's a whole thing. Where's the guitar? You couldn't put the guitar in the scene? Because why, why wouldn't you? His vomit scene wasn't bad, though. <laughs> I have to admit, that did look like a very dirty toilet where they go, ah, it needs to look like he's never actually cleaned this toilet before. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that part I could appreciate. Yeah, spraying chunks of vomit onto a toilet. Yep, yep, I can appreciate it. Yep, yep. Uh, but, but for the most part, it was just very drab. Nothing that was anything that, that caught my eye. And like I said, nitpicky. It's a small thing. But, you know. Yeah, nothing too fancy. And then, so are we including the look of the symbiotes? No, that goes this? into CGI. Okay. And, and uh, that's our cinematography category. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Which is also why I didn't talk about the drones. Because that's definitely CGI. Drones, the exploding drones. The exploding drones, because we're going to spend $10,000 per drone to just ram them into things. Did you also notice that they had jet engines on them? God, yes, I did. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah, this not well thought out. So basically, when, when I don't see any, I don't see anything blatantly wrong, but I, it didn't feel like they put a whole lot of effort into the costuming and props. I give this a 5 out of 10. I'm with you on that. Um, let's do a five. Yep. Yeah. Um, locations. This is usually a part where movies that don't have other things to put into the movie can shine. Well, we'll just not because when I talked about the nun last week, that the, the nun had some fantastic vistas and some other things, and that was an area where it was awesome. And I was thinking, I bet Venom will be the same. What did? What did you think? That's one of the things that kind of stood out to me, actually, was like the cityscapes. I'm like, yeah, this looks nice, yeah. actually. Like, And then I, I'm always fascinated when you take a picture and it's like it's a city and you have a really wide angle and it's just all urbanized, the whole entire thing. And it, you get the concept of like, wow, there's a lot of buildings there. Like, I, I It's like when you – did you ever watch any um, – um, Godzilla movies, Godzilla person. I have I have watched uh, more than my fair share of Godzilla movies. So, how they do buildings that they march through and they trample on and stuff like that because you know Japan is just basically one big city on an island, save yeah. for you know a volcano. But um, I always appreciated when you do a nice looking cityscape, whether it's fake or whether it's real. So. I was a sucker for that in this, and then the fake lab that's on built into the mountain. Like, yeah, that's cool. That was there, nice. was, there wasn't a lot of stuff. Like the city had some color to it, and it was presented nicely. You're in wide area of the city, um, inside the city, the bridge and the lab. Yeah, and I guess they were in the woods a little bit too, a but bit. but. Mainly, it was just those few elements, and those were fine. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with those. It, it, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd say that's pretty accurate. It, the wood scenes were not terribly impressive. The, the overseas were not in San Francisco anymore. Were across the world, and what was it by way of Taiwan or Malaysia, something? Malaysia, something like that? Yeah, those did not look particularly authentic. <laughs> But, you know, it's such a small section of the movie, that's fine. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, like I said, I, I did like the look of the labs. That was the strong suit uh, and the, the tower uh, that the uh, the news company is in. Maybe not what I would feel is ultra um, realistic anymore uh, because of the way print media <laughs> is not what it used to be. But yeah. I can suspend my disbelief for uh, a San mega Francisco is one of the most expensive places to live at in the world, well, apparently. All the towers are like that. I'm not surprised. But, you know, it, it was solid. Uh, maybe not as impressive as some of the other movies that I've seen, partly because of what you said. Just not a lot of locations that they, they seem to have shot on. And even the internal locations, you're going to shoot twice, or maybe it was just once, and they split it into two sections and in the convenience store and a couple times in his apartment and a couple times in her apartment and on the street a couple times. It was it, it kind of took that spectacle down and just took the goodwill that I got from it and kind of petered it away in, yeah. in certain places. The, uh, the, the shop has actually a... Bonus point section for me. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but uh, so you know, not terrible. I'm still not going to give a ton of points on this just because it wasn't that impressive. But I'd still say a good six, maybe seven out of ten. I'll do seven. Yeah. I, like I said, I I like the I like the building and the pretty colors. Yeah, it, it was it was not. Uh, it could have been much worse. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. Uh, cinematography. Now, this is where we can really start to dig into some interesting stuff. Now, first things first, you're talking... No, that's plot and writing. I'll get to that in a minute. You were talking about um, you were talking about the suit. So this is where we can really talk about the suit. So in the old Spider-Man 3, they did, uh, they did what was looked like uh, a combination of mucus... Uh, and that thing that you would put your quarter into the machine so you could get the hand with the sticky stuff that would stretch out mm. at a distance. Yeah, so what it, it reminded me, it kind of something like that, and it was just kind of not great. I think they did a much better job in this movie of, of making the symbiote feel the way that I always thought that it should, even in the comic books. What did you think? Yes, except for... The actual finished product of Venom, mm. where the so this is, if you can bear with me on my comparison here, when have you ever looked on the internets for if you have if your tonsils are infected? Mm. So like if you're sick, if you have not just like the cold or the flu, but you're like, oh my gosh, do I have strep throat? They show pictures of tonsils, and the tonsils have like all these, like these white interwoven things on them that Tonsil show stones. Yes, that you're like there. It's infected and blah blah blah. That's what the that's what the finished venom product looked like, right? It wasn't. Kinda. It was the the body was not exactly smooth. It wasn't smooth. It was no. kind of lumpy, and then all these like white veiny things all throughout the body. Which, I guess, if you're presenting this from the fact that it is not Spider-Man world and it is its own standalone thing, cool. Present it how you want to present it. Um, so from that, if I if I look at it with blinders on from that aspect of it, I get it. Yeah, 
And plus, you know, no big white spider on the chest. <laughs> nope. <laughs> or the little white patches on the backs of the fists where the uh, where the webs would shoot out of in the comic books. That's not there. That's kind of sad a little bit. But. but in this world, how would that venom fly like a jet and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so how would that Venom character know to have the spider symbol and use the webs? Okay, exactly. So that's why yeah. he had to yeah. admit it. Okay, like we're, we're separating ourselves completely out yeah. of the... Yeah, that, that was okay. Um, but they kept the eyes and the mouth yes, the they same, did. Yeah. right? Um, and that part was fine. That was cool. Like, that's... That part, I, I think, as a whole was fine, and then Riot was overdone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, just, you took the subtlety and you took the coolness that you had with Venom, and you're like, okay, well, let's just go all out with Riot. Crank it up to 11. Yeah, yeah it didn't no. work so well. No. Well, and and even though it looked neat, I I can suspend my disbelief for a lot of things, and I must admit I am more forgiving if I like it, and I'll suspend. So, giant blonde guy takes a hammer, spins it really fast, and throws it into the air, and it yanks him, and he flies. Okay, I can kind of ignore that, but where does his mass come from? So this this kind of uh, this kind of symbiote melds into him but and it can create things it can shoot spikes and it can do all this other stuff the big one can i guess maybe he can't but even then he still grows in mass to twice as big as he as he's standing on the street from where 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 does it come from you can't create nothing something from nothing like that it just doesn't quite work and so well, maybe okay. maybe the, maybe the symbiote when you're looking at it as a moving gooey pile, is very dense. And then when it goes on the body, it's actually a very, very, very thin shell. Maybe. I'm stretching but, here. Yeah, right? But in the comics, the whole reason Venom was bigger was because Brock was bigger. He was a bodybuilder. So he already had a larger frame. There wasn't much he had to do to show that he's bigger. And, of course, the, the comic book style of the 90s as it built in, where they overemphasize everything, you know, to ridiculous extremes. Yeah, I think some of that was borrowed on a little bit, but it. And do you think Eddie Brock was presented as a bigger person in this movie? Because Tom Hardy's not a no, big he's not person. that big. He wasn't presented in that way. I mean, he's fit. He's sure he's fit, but not, yeah. not a bodybuilder. Yeah. So, well, he he had weights in his. Yeah, he did have a barbell. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I... I, Or a dumbbell, I should say. And you're right when you say the mask. Like, why does he look like that with the the face and the teeth? They're probably going to say that has something to do with the alien race, and that's that's how they do things. And that's the other side. Biting the heads off of people, or at least in the last scene in the store, that dude was completely gone. He ate the whole dude. Where'd he go? There was no goo pile. There was no goo pile. There was nothing. Well, it was PG-13, so you couldn't leave behind any blood and guts and entrails. Which means by logical deductions, either it was off-scene, which there's no way it could have been, or it was completely consumed. Where did it go? 
that that kind of stuff drives me crazy. I, it, it just completely yanks me out of the film. Every single time something like that happens. And if, like I said, it's still easier to do when I'm already not liking what I'm seeing. But even on some some stuff, I mean, Cap Shield doesn't bounce that way. That's, that's a little goofy. I mean, it's stylistically neat, but no, you can't bounce it off of five things. That will always come back to your hand. Just, no, that, that doesn't work. That's not physics. But I can kind that's of... That's comic book physics. Oh, yeah, it's comic book physics. Well, that's because he understands angles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he used a protractor a lot when he was in... I can forgive it a little bit more because Cap was awesome. Venom doesn't have that same kind of draw. Has Venom always been bulletproof? Uh, kind of. Yeah, they did that okay. I mean, he's he's always shrugged off gunfire. He's he's been pretty tough. Um, they did the sound and the fire thing basically right. Um, I thought it was funny that they decided to give a very specific frequency of sound. Hmm. That's a, that's an odd bit of uh, information and descriptor to put into a movie that is not keen on giving you any useful information. They did it twice. I felt like they did. Um, they did it once when, uh, once when he was in the MRI machine or something, once when Venom actually describes the frequency range to him. Cause you know, alien symbiotes understand human concepts of science. When they were in the car. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Actually, when the symbiote was on her, that's probably when it was the cleanest looking. I felt yes. like. That looked a kind short, of neat. short period of time, but uh, it was a little eye effect. I didn't think really. I mean, yeah, it indicates that person has the the symbiote, but it was not terribly impressive. But nah, not a huge deal. But for the most part, I liked the suit. I liked the effects with the blades. I liked their take since they couldn't do web swinging. How are they going to get them up? the sides of buildings and, and flying and the way they did that was slick. The little sliding along the ground, the motorcycle with the little goo basically being like a little sled to come around the corner. A lot of things were clever. You know, the way that they did things, you know, pretty solid. But um, I'll go back to one of your side things again because once he got removed from Eddie Brock, then he went on to that little dog. Yeah. Where's the rest of the symbiote? Where's the, where's the rest of it at? Yeah. <laughs> It's like a transformer. Yeah, right? yeah. Just it fits hot wherever it needs to fit. Yeah, it's, it's it can be a jukebox, magic. and then it's like sound wave, right? So sound waves are just a small jukebox, but then when he transforms, he's a gigantic, you know, Decepticon. He's gonna be in Bumblebee. That cool. was a preview before the the film. Yeah, I'm down with that. If they're gonna do all the Generation One ones presented as Generation One Transformers, the way they should have been, instead of just foolish looking things of like the last however many movies I'm okay with that yeah uh, anyway side note anyway yeah. but um, the action scenes were solid I mean I can't really fault for the most part specifically when he's fighting groups of dudes uh, those were all pretty solid um, the fight with the other one at the end, with Riot at the end, that was a little... That was hard to follow. It was hard to follow. Parts of it were pretty decent, but parts of it were just junk. Um, being stabbed through the abdomen so that he is given the one weapon he can use to drag down the side of the rocket ship to make it explode. Because the other 
the other bad guy couldn't possibly ever think of also jumping out of the shuttle. Eh. Eh. Um, of course, I'm edging into plot again here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, visually, the shuttles were nice. I like the shuttles. The way the um, the tiles kind of flipped off in the early in the explosion, yep. that was solid. Um you know, just all in all, I liked the way that, that the, the scenes flowed. I liked the way that they filmed it. I didn't really have any problems. I thought that's really the strength of this film was probably in the cinematography. Yeah, I could say that. Not that going back to the strengths of a weak thing, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. But I still personally, I give it a 15 out of 20 because that was the part that got me through the film without wanting to just you know, hit the railing in front of my seat with my forehead <laughs> several times. Yeah, I'll do a 14. Yeah. All right. So now we get to the area where at least I had the most problems. I don't know about you, but that's plot and writing. I don't even know where to start. I want you to start where you <laughs> think you need to start on this one. I have so many problems with this movie. Now, I'll go back to what I said before. Like, I had to take myself, like, this is not a Spider-Man movie. This is not a Marvel movie. This is not a comic book movie. As a person who, like, this is an, this is an alien movie, right? This is a, this is a sci-fi movie about an alien. An that alien. looks like Spider-Man, yes. Gotcha. So, <laughs> that's where I had to buy in, get more buy-in for this movie. There's always clever, convenient ways in every movie, right? The good ones don't do just things. They actually build build a way in to get to a certain spot and do your foreshadowing in sneaky ways. There was no sneaky. There was no subtle. There was no, hey, you know, what's going on? Like, this was just meh. Yeah. Right? You know, like, so I, I get... I know the origin story of how things are. Um, do you know the name of the one astronaut who survived? Jameson. Yes. JJ's son. Okay, so if you're not going to be in the universe, don't name that guy Jameson. Yeah. Right. So anyway, um, it crashes. The one gets away. Sure it does. Of okay. course it does. Yeah, that's fine. Um, then it makes its way after six months. Back to the other ones because it knew exactly where to go because it found the patch off of the one dead guy. I'm sure. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. It knows how to read and identify with Malaysia and then yeah. travel in the United States and it made its way onto a child. Yeah. Who apparently was in the the airport just by herself and no mom was there. I remember seeing mom. She followed mom out to the cab. And then as soon as they got to the cab and mom was putting the luggage into the cab, she turned because she was possessed and walked towards the camera. That one, I, I got where they were going with that, but it was kind of lame still. Yeah. You're, you're telling me there are no other families that have traveled within six months to that same spot that that person, that symbiote already was? Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, it took six months to get to the airport. Yeah, I, I guess that he, walking. It, the symbiote was walking. It's a long walk. It's a long walk. Absolutely. But he knew where to go. Well, he, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Super that, convenient. That's that's a little little lame. 
Um, it's just convenient that when he got separated by the MRI machine that she knew how to use, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it just went out the vent that just happened to be there conveniently to the dog that we could never have seen the foreshadowing of before. <laughs> um, and the dog, of course, didn't bark or growl at the because it was implied that the reason it was growling, I was like, oh, you've got something evil in you. But when it's coming through the grates, it's just standing there looking at it like an idiot. <laughs> and the fact that like it stands there and looks at her and she's just like, I see you, dog. You know, like, yeah. Hmm, okay, convenient, cool. You know, it's just. It's, it's a little meh. weak. Um, and by a little weak, I mean extraordinarily weak. Um, and, then, and then, like like I said, just. It, you had a decent pacing through it. It wasn't terrible. It, it, it ramped beginning. up really fast. And then it just. The, the tone of it just. It shifted. It, it shifted. It's, it's hard to. It's hard to. It. It's hard to put into words how it shifted. If you watch it, you'll understand what we're talking about. I feel like there's just this weird shift. It's hard. It, well, I can't. I can't express it any other. Well, any other way. It's it's supposed to be like an internal struggle. You know that the neat part about this character, the the main failing, and this is why I was so mad that they kept the Venom name, and I figured that this was going to happen, and it's exactly what happened. In the comics, the reason that Eddie Brock is fascinating is because he is a normal guy that has on occasion taken the easy way out and blames everybody but himself for this problem and doesn't at least understand this at first. And he chooses all the wrong roots to get rid of this building rage. He believes everything is Peter Parker's fault. I mean, if he just hadn't come along, I would be just fine. I would have this job as a photographer. And he lifts weights to try and kind of get rid of some of this rage and actually just makes him more angry uh, because, I guess, lifting weights and being athletic makes angry people. Mm-hmm. Never got quite how that worked. But, you know, that was that was the whole thing where it is. And at the time that the symbiote was removed from Peter... It had not just attached itself, but it had grown to love Peter in a very un, uh, unhealthy sort of a way. So when it drops onto Eddie, and they both have such strong feelings for this same individual where Eddie blames Peter and the symbiote loves Peter, it warps both of them because they're both sharing the same body and the same mind at the same time which is not the way that it's presented into the movie. So it's this kind of constant inner struggle. And they sort of try, sort of, in a way, to show this inner struggle. And here's how it is in the movie. Oh, no, something is taking over me. It is, it is getting me. And, oh, you're my friend now. That's the whole inner struggle. It is completely flat. There's no nuance whatsoever. And right when they come to the conclusion that, oh, I like Earth, you my friend now, let's go beat up bad guy and protect planet. Sure. And then it's just, you know, the final fight and it's over. It, it just, it happens in the span of just a few minutes. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're, you were killing me this whole time? I will fix you. And then all of a sudden we're best buds. Yeah. And I was a loser on my planet too. Like... That's why they chose you for this mission, apparently. Yeah. And, I, it, yeah. 
And of course, uh, there, the initial the initial plot, all of these symbiotes are on uh, asteroid heading to the planet, or not heading to the planet, but an asteroid. Okay. The indication is there were no ships or anything, just a bunch of goo on a rock. We knew about your planet. Is that so? While you were on your rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's missing here. Yeah. It's like maybe there was some some stuff that they had sketched out and plotted out that got cut. And so now it just seems like there's a bunch of hobo parasites on a rock. And they all have delusions that we will control your planet. Yeah, that, I was reading something that the beginning was supposed to be different from what it actually ended up being, but I don't know to an extent or what to what extent it was going to be different. And weren't there? Am I missing something? There were four samples on this one too. Correct. So there was the venom. There was the riot. There was the one that went on to the lady doctor. Mm-hmm. Who died, yeah, apparently. and it right? died. And it also showed a single scene where the yellow one ended up dying, coming out of host. It was in a room on the floor, a big pile of yellow goo. Okay. So they didn't lose one. It, it was there, but it was just kind of rushed past. Didn't, didn't quite uh, get the, the full treatment of, here's what happened. Which, okay, fine. Uh, I, I don't really have too much problems with that. Yeah. I was just thinking of that, like, where did the other one go? But on top of that, there's supposed to be this dynamic, uncomfortable relationship. You ruined my life, Eddie. Therefore, I must break up with you and give you your ring back before the six month, you know, let's skip to the future sort of a thing. So he's still pining for her. Sure. It's obviously shown that he's pining for her in all of the scenes leading up to when he actually goes there. It's kind of out of place. And then they try and force this thing, I'm going to win you back. And it's even kind of, you know, at the end of the film, oh, she doesn't know we're going to win her back. Okay. It's... There's a cat in there. Yeah. Um, it's he really... had a key already after six months. Yeah, she she moved on pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, she does she seems maybe it's unfair but seemed uh seemed uh like she wasn't really wanting to stay with him in the first place and yeah there's a good reason to be angry and might as well leave at this point uh they also don't explain how she got fired it was assumed uh, well you can assume it but you need to say a little more than that because he's sneaking around in her confidential files to get the information that he needs Sure. He never specifically says too much about it. There's, there's the only thing that he can find. He's already a reporter, and he knows about it. So they can assume it's her. But, but they mentioned the names specifically. Yeah. And maybe those names were specifically... Only they knew about them. Yeah. Other than the people that knew about them that could have potentially talked to a reporter that's an investigative reporter that apparently is pretty good in this version of the story instead of being just a terrible reporter, which is what he is in, in the comic book. Has his own show. Ugh. I just... There, there are too many things to dislike about the plot in this. It is, at best, paper thin. Yeah. Just didn't... This didn't ever evolve. No. There. Now I will say this: I I made fun of the nun because of no character development in the nun. There was zero character development. There was a little bit 
in this. It just didn't make any sense. Nah, yeah, you didn't get to like the uh, Riz's character was it Drake. Yeah, Drake. Um, he stayed the same. Stayed the same. He had money and he did research. Yeah. And that was really it. Having the symbiote attached to him did not change his personality at all, which was rather interesting. Uh, I yeah, he was okay with it, you know. Yeah. He's a superior human being. That's so. right. <laughs> Everybody else, that takes some adjusting, you know. In fact, the entire first half of the movie really is him adjusting to this Venom symbiote. Oh, yeah, we're good. We're cool. We're tight buds. We're both psychopaths, so it just works fine. Yeah, perfect match. Odd. Um, but, you know, okay, so he... So what is, what is the moral of the story? So if you're Dan, the moral of the story is pick up the pieces of a woman that had a hard time and be oblivious to anything that's happening behind the scenes. Or if you're the girl, what's the what's the the meaning of this story? If if you're Anne. I'm not even sure what it is. Um somebody really likes you <laughs> and then they you get rid of them and they stalk you. Yeah, and so go back to him. Give him the thing that's killing him. Because yeah. it'll make him better. Yes. Um, yeah, what was... Like, I get the, the point of the movie. But, like, what was... I don't know. Like, what was the driving... Yeah, anyway. yeah it, it it just doesn't work. And, and like I said, the, there is a little character development, but it doesn't make any sense. There's no way to get from the point A to the point B that they gave us that, that has anything. I'm hoping... I never hope for bad things to happen to people, especially if it's Woody Harrelson, because I would love for him, in a way, to, to be in the sequel to this if they were to make it and to prove me completely wrong. And just be the best carnage ever. Just get a new wig. That's all. <laughs> However, I would much rather there not be a sequel. Personally, I I don't think I saw this uh, the, the one of the best titles to an article of a movie review. I tend to try not be that mean, but it was something to the effect of the that Venom is uh, a perfect example of why not every superhero deserves its own movie. It's that's pretty pretty accurate. That's pretty on the head. Well, the like the largest October movie opening ever. There'll be a sequel. Yeah, I just it just saddens me a little bit. Maybe they'll get better. Who knows? Maybe you'll let the director that has experience directing some excellent films actually do something with it. So, and the, and the thing is that Sony, this is their first, like, they're going to do a Venom movie, right? Yeah. Okay, and then they're going to do, now they're going to do a Morbius. They're going to do, gosh, there's one other one. They're, they're doing a whole bunch of Spider-Man villain one-off yeah. movies. Like a Sinister Six is going to be the, the end goal with that. I thought I read that. Yeah, somewhere. that was a long, that was long ago, yeah. but... I, I don't know where they're going with these on an individual basis that is not inside the MCU that are separate. I, that's kind of hard to create that when you're, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So what would you give uh, the plot for this one? Plot and writing. Um, 
Maybe like a five. Uh, actually, you, uh, I guess uh, you and I are thinking on the same. I, I, I originally had it as five, and then I moved to seven. It's like, no, that's too mean. But I think, no, five. After talking about it out, five is definitely what it deserves. Um, well, let's see what let's see what uh, our calculator comes up with. Uh, <laughs> looks like you're at an even sixty. Uh, I'm going to double check that. Sixty. Yep, sixty. I gave uh, what uh, the predator like a sixty-one. I do believe. Yeah, that's so about right. Right about right from where you're saying. It still gives it a D minus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, looking at my scoring. 58. Hmm. This uh, is my lowest to date, I do believe. And this it is the first F that I have given a film at this point. I'm glad I kept it above enough. It's not a fail. It's not a fail, but it's pretty pretty darn close. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, an, it's enough that, once again, if you're watching it on a movie channel. Yeah. Cool. That's all right. Yeah. I'll watch a foul. Forgot about my bonus, my bonus half point. What was that? Um, so in the marketplace, yeah, right. All the prop food that they had sitting on the shelf yeah. was all Aldi brand food. <laughs> all right, sixty point five. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, what did you think about this movie? Were we? Totally unfair. Did we just blast this when we when we were not understanding something in the way that the movie was presented? Or are we completely on the same page as you? Let us know in our forums. We always love to get uh, impressions from our, our wonderful listeners. www.everybodylovespudding.com And, of course... Yeah, so, like, the one thing I can say on this is that Rotten Tomatoes is not the all-knowing... No. I or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave it, what, 17? It's like it's really, 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 really low. So, yeah. like, they gave it an F minus, right? Yeah. So, I feel like a lot of people, enough people that $80 million this weekend alone, enough people had an interest in it and want to see this character and want to see more about this, that the marketing did its job. It's oh, yeah. just that. I don't know. Well, judging by the reaction, at least in the theater that I was in, it was fairly positive. I was apparently like one of three people that just thought that it was trap. Uh, I'm going to rephrase that. That thought that it was not what it should be. See, I have to catch myself, you know, because I, I can occasionally think in very negative terms, but that is not fair because this film is not trash. It's still... Uh, an achievement. And I will keep saying that because it is true, and I have to get past my own preconceptions of things. But yeah, it took people's time and skill and efforts to put it together. Did. That it did. Um, but uh, we'll let you know when we'll come up with another uh, another episode. We will tweet it. Real pudding guys. We will talk about it on Facebook at Pudding Guys. The pudding guy. And uh, we hope that you will join us again. Uh, And next time, I'm sure we'll go out with a bang instead of whimper. But until then, we are your hosts of Everybody Loves Pudding, just not venom-flavored pudding. Mmm. Venom-flavored pudding. That's where you chew the head off and then you... (laughs) 
Mush it in the pudding. <laughs> I don't think that worked. <laughs> so long, everybody. <laughs>